What's going on, my friends? Leo Cannell here with today's episode. We've got an amazing guest for you who's going to help you change your life, change your results. And as always, our focus here on the Seven Figures Club podcast is to help you, the small business owner, the entrepreneur, the startup, the side hustler, to get into the 5% of businesses in the so-called Seven Figures Club, born seven figures in annual sales, revenue, and income. And today's guest is going to be an amazing person to help you do just that. Today, we've got uh, Sean Shuchuk. I say that right, Sean? You, you did. All right, and Sean has been described as the results specialist. He's a business coach consultant, facilitates a positive outcome for others. Every individual or, or organization that Sean partners with benefits from his extensive network of contacts and friends. He's frequently asked to speak at events around the world and is sought out as the expert on the topics of business, success and results by media outlets and publications across North America and abroad. He is the author of numerous, numerous publications, articles and eBooks, including the bestseller, Change Your Mind, Change Your Results. Sean is the number one results coach in the country, and he's been blessed with an amazing life and team. And the Change Your Results headquarters, studio and training center are located in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Sean, welcome to the show. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Thank you so much. All right, Sean, as we uh, jump into these podcasts, we'd love to find out more about our guests, what makes them tick, and, and ultimately, what are some of the events maybe the way you were raised that kind of led you down the path to entrepreneurship? <laughs> I actually was on one yesterday uh, in the afternoon and it, this question came up. Um, my background was definitely grew up in an entrepreneurial home, uh, but I vowed um, probably when I was in high school, I would never, ever become an entrepreneur. I wanted no part of it. Um, oh, wow. God, God bless my dad. He's long past, but I remember being a kid of, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, and, you know, having to work till on the weekends till two, three in the morning, cause it had to get done. And, um, I wanted quite frankly, no part of that as I, uh, you know, as I grew older, um, but the, definitely the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit was there after high school. I moved from, you know, small town to a much larger city and I got myself a job and then quickly found out I was, I was what I what I call highly unemployable. Oh yeah, and so I think now forty four companies in um, that I've started, built, and, and benefited from. I uh, built the largest independent management consulting firm in Western Canada in about seven and a half years uh, to the to about one hundred thirty three million dollars a year when I sold it back in two thousand seven, along with a whole bunch more that we've done done some cool things with and had some fun with over the years, but. Um, yeah, definitely. There was a, there was certainly a foundation there, although certainly at that point in time, not what I wanted. Interesting. So, so that was kind of the breakdown. Your father was an entrepreneur, and you kind of learned. It sounds like you learned some values and principles of hard work. You get out of school, and you're like, actually, yeah, I I don't want to spend forty hours building someone else's dream. I'd rather spend eighty hours kind of building my dream. So, what what was the first business? 
that you launched? You know, it's it's interesting. Um, I actually wanted the forty hours. I didn't okay. want not. You didn't I, want I the eight hours. Nothing. You were tired of entrepreneurship. Nothing. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it was for crazy people. Yeah. And oh, there's, uh, there's no doubt about that. Well, there's truth to that. You're not wrong. Um, back when I was 13 years old, much before, you know, much longer before the internet was anything what it is today. Yeah. I was reading a magazine, the back of the magazine, there was a little classified ad and it, something to the effect of, um, you know, help businesses grow or succeed, something to that effect. And I, I asked my parents to write a check and they did and, and the book, and I still have the book as a matter of fact. Um, well, cool. and basically it was a watered down version of management consulting, but, you know, I grew up rural, I, I, I was a farm kid and, you know, how do you how do you, uh, you know, who do you consult with the cattle down the lane? Like, you know, that's just not the environment. And I was in school. Um, so that's kind of the, the, that was step one. I had this, um, immense amount of curiosity around how, you know, I'll use the term consulting because in those days coaching had, you know, there was, I was a coach before there was a coach, so to speak, or before coaching existed. And truth be told, I'm not really a fan of the word coach or coaching of those words. I think there's a stigma attached to them, perhaps not as, um as positive as it once was however it is certainly the accepted you know um terminology uh the first business to to go to the next step the first business was uh very simply you know the, the coaching side of things um i had um i'd gone to school and thought i knew everything and still don't but started knocking on doors when i was about 21 years old maybe 22 and and very simply helping them out as I had learned in that book and a few other things over the course of time. Um, and even when I worked for um, larger companies, um, one of the interesting things was nobody was catering to small business. Mm-hmm. And while we talk about, you know, in, especially today, small business being the driver of our economy, if we go back a number of years, uh, there were no companies that were that were involved. Yeah, there was the odd person here or there. So I went out and I think I spent $13 on 500 black and white business cards, there was no email address. There was a phone number and my name. And that was, you know, pretty much the extent of it. it said business consultant. And I started knocking on doors. Uh, and that's really where it started. Now, I have carried that through ever since then. Um, you know, I've had my fingers in a whole bunch of pies, and done a whole bunch of things, go back to school a few times. But um, the one constant has always been that. So well over uh, 11,500 clients, both business and individual um, the focus when it comes to that is really working with leadership and working with entrepreneurs and high achievers. Absolutely. So in, the, in those early years as an early business consultant, before business coaching was even a thing, mm-hmm. what were some of the results that you were helping those small business owners to achieve? You know, it's really interesting. Most people, even today, whether it you know it's back in the 90s or today, most most entrepreneurs today are focused on what they quote unquote need to do or what needs to get done. And the challenge with all that, well, a lot of it is true. Those things need to get done. Uh, The unfortunate part of this is in most of the time, it's the wrong person doing whatever it is that needs to get done. The entrepreneur shouldn't be doing everything. Although we talk about wearing numerous hats and et cetera, et cetera. The reality is that we we get caught up doing the wrong things. And I I can recall very distinctly here, just a couple of years ago, I was working with a company, uh, mom and pop, you know, started in the basement of their basement bedroom and they blew it up over the course, a short period of time, actually, to about $25 million a year. And we started working together. And um, the first day, the wife phoned me, she says, oh my goodness, Sean, you are not going to believe we had this incredible day. We put in 18 hours. And I said, I really, I love your work ethic. Tell me something. 
what did you accomplish today? How did you move your company forward? She said, well, we, we emptied the waste paper baskets at the end of the day and we cleaned the bathrooms at the end. And I said, okay, time out. Um, I think maybe we need to have a conversation. She says, well, it needs to get done. And she's not wrong. She, those things, but that's not what she should be doing or her husband in that case. And so once we start to understand, and this goes all the way back to when I started, once we understand what are those priorities? Now, terminology has changed and methodology have changed, but the fundamentals have never changed. Once we understand what we as entrepreneurs should be doing and what we should not be doing, all of a sudden the dynamic shifts. You cannot begin to scale a business until you know what you should not be doing. And every single person got into business for a similar reason. Some people say, well, I didn't want a boss. I wanted to work for myself. Or, but at the end of the day, it comes down to one simple word, freedom. Freedom is defined as the ability to do Amen. what you want, when you want, with who you want. That is yes. everything. Yes. And if we get out of that, where we're putting more time into our businesses than when we had a traditional J-O-B, we defeated the whole purpose of going into business in the first place. And we just bought ourselves a job. Um, in A really uh, busy job that takes everything. 100%. Yeah. And we don't get to do those things that we said were priorities, you know, spending time with family, traveling, or whatever those things are that, that, that you know, are important to you. Um, Mike Lee Gerber talks about this in E-Myth, you know, where he says yes. most entrepreneurs, just because you, you, you have a business or a corporation doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur, right? Most, most entrepreneurs or so-called entrepreneurs are technicians suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. And so yep. most people do that. Here's the interesting part, and here's what I realized very early on. It doesn't matter what you do. You can be a great consultant. You can be a plumber. You can be a welder. You can be whatever. It doesn't matter. Most entrepreneurs get up in the morning and most are really good at what they do. But what they're doing is looking for fires to put out one because they fell behind the day before the week, the month, the year, whatever it was. And so they're constantly chasing their own tail to play catch up. And the things that get addressed are the things with the bigger flame. Okay. And the other one is when there is something that has to get done, it's imperative. And they know that it's them that should be doing it. It gets relegated to the back of the desk, the front of the truck, the back, whatever it is, because they're focused on putting out fires. And people look at me, some people say, Sean, that is not the case until we start working together. Uh, other people, especially when I speak you know, to an audience, they'll say, Sean, oh my goodness, I, I can see myself in what you're saying. I, this, is, this is me. It resonates with me. And a vast majority, that's the case because... Uh, we get busy and we get head down on the other end in the air. We're missing out on opportunities and we're not focused on the things that we should be focused or executing on the things we should be executing on. We're just doing what needs, quote unquote, to get done. And we're not making the progress we initially set out to. Uh, I met with a, a couple, this is, goes back in about four or five years, and a vast majority of our client base is in the United States. I get the privilege to speak a great deal in the US. And I, I stepped off a stage and they approached me. We had a conversation and they were at another event about six or eight months later. And so they came up to say hi. And they said, hey, how is this? You, you, they'd set some, some pretty lofty goals. We know what Jim Collins calls, uh, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals. And go. I said, how is that coming? Yeah. They both kind of went quiet. And I said, what's happening? And they said, well, we're still thinking about how to do this. And I said, listen, what got you to where you are isn't going to get you to where you want to go. You have to do something dramatically different. If you're going to go from 100000 a year to a $1 million a year or more, you're going to have to do something different. The challenge is, is we talk about it, we think about it, we procrastinate over it, but actually making those dramatic shifts and changes doesn't happen. And there's a reason. Because I'm a simple guy. I grew up on a farm. 
you can eat a whole apple, but there's a good chance you can't eat it in one bite. Okay. So when we when we've done something, let's say that I generated a hundred thousand dollars last year, I already know how to do this. Right. That's why setting a goal is intended for only one purpose, and that's growth. So if I set a goal at a hundred thousand, obviously, then it's not a goal. So we have to set it higher. But if we've never been at a million dollars, it's very hard for us to grasp. If we take that and we break it down into those bite-sized pieces, what happens is we, okay, now we can actually accomplish this and then move past it to the next one. And that has to become part of the process, not just I want something grandiose, which is great, but we have to do it in a certain way. No question. So in terms of that foundation, you talked a little bit about it, and Michael Gerber certainly does, of working on the business instead of in the business. At the mm-hmm. beginning, you know, you have to work in the business. You have to figure out the model, proof of concept, generate sales. And then there's a turning point where you have to be able to, as as uh, Michael talks in that story about, uh, uh, was it a, a pie store or something like that, where you have to have the team start doing the technical work so you can actually grow and scale that business. And why is that such a difficult uh, step? And what are some of those keys that people can focus on, start getting the team and people and replace the, the $10 an hour job that they should not be doing? It goes back to what we talked about a moment ago, uh, you know, where, where you unless you know what you shouldn't be doing or you should not be doing, you can't start to scale. But there's another step to that. And I, I share this very openly when I built a few big companies and one of the, the, the initially uh, the challenge I had was actually letting go. Yeah. Because an entrepreneur's baby, that's my, that's my baby. And so letting go, in other words, installing a CEO is a huge challenge because I have to let go. And, and I share the story very openly. Oh, yeah. A number of years ago, and this was with the consulting company we talked about a moment ago, uh, I think we're somewhere around $9 million. Uh, and I I hired a CEO and we did a search and we did all our due diligence and we had all our conversations and interviews and hired this guy. Fantastic. The guy is, he's incredible. And the day after I showed up at the office at six in the morning and he looked at me and said, Sean, what are you doing here? I said, I'm coming to work. He said, remember, you hired me for a reason. Don't get in my way. And I was like, how dare you? But he was right. Right? He he was tasked with spe- something specific. And for me, it was difficult. Uh, I mean, there are times I had to bite my tongue. I had to close my office door. Now, I was very active. I was very much involved uh, every step of the way. But we wouldn't have taken that company to where it went to without having that, without me letting go, without me realizing. And it was tough. It was difficult. Um, but it had to happen. And so that's where most people get hung up. If you're in the entrepreneurial space, you're doing well, you're doing good. Good is the enemy of great, as you know. If you want to move past that, you know there's more potential. The only thing stopping you is something up here. And so about 50% of the time, yes, we talk about business and we talk about marketing and we talk about all these things. But at the end of the day, 50% of the time when I'm working with a, a team or an individual or a leader, it's what's going on here. Oh, Yeah. That, the mindset, if you will, right? It, it's 100%. Listen, people, ask, and this is interesting. People ask me this all the time. They say, what kind of coach are you? Are you a business coach, a marketing coach, a mindset coach, blah, blah, blah. There's hundreds of modalities. And it has to, in order for it to work, and the reason that I believe that we have been successful as we have been over the past 28 years is it's a holistic approach. It's not just about business, and it's not just about marketing. It's not just about mindset and all the others. It's all of them. 
because you can be exceptional at business processes, systems, and procedures. That doesn't mean you know how to market or sell. You can be thinking positive. You know, I remember when The Secret came out and people would phone me and say, oh my goodness, I watched The Secret and I set my goals. And I said, okay, well, what are you doing about it? And they're like, pardon? Have you taken any, you know, quantified, predetermined action steps? And they're like, well, I didn't say that in the movie. <laughs> if you build it, it'll, it'll come, right? True. So the, the thing that people have to do as business owners is they have to make an assessment of where they're at. And most of the time, they don't know where to start. Now, that one of the interesting things I find about, uh, your, you know, you've had so much success. You've helped so many small business owners is you've created this free assessment where they can kind of assess where the business is at. Where are you at? What level are you at? What are some of the things that you're looking for or that, uh, you, that someone can find out in that free assessment? So, you know, it's interesting. Um, some people are very hesitant to do the assessment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've had people actually phone us and, and, and talk to one of our team members and book an appointment and want to speak with me. And I'll ask them, you know, have you done it? And they'll say, well, no, no, you know, I already know what the problem is. Um, I want to be very clear about something. If you as an entrepreneur, you're watching, you're listening to this interview right now. If you know what the problem is, you would have fixed it already. And I know that comes across as brash and harsh to some people. And it's just people, true. They're sitting there listening to this right now. They're going, oh, my God, who's, who does this guy think he is? Here's the reality behind this. Uh, when you know you can fix something, you do it. I don't care if it's your lawnmower. I don't care if it's your kitchen sink. I don't care if it's a relationship. You take the steps that you know you need to to fix it. If you're running a business and you have hit some, some kind of a, a roadblock, a stumbling block, you'll do what you can to fix it. And if you don't succeed, it's very difficult to be honest about this for most people and say, I don't have what it takes. Maybe I'm really, really good at what I do. I'm a great consultant. I'm a great plumber. I'm a great welder. I'm whatever it is. But there's this one thing. And part of it is that scaling, right? They can see through oh, that yeah. glass ceiling. Go, oh, my goodness. I know I can do better. I know I can get to this room. I know I can take a month worth of holidays a year. But, right? And so one of the things I say to people, if you can go away from your business for, for one month, four weeks, and it doesn't implode or go bankrupt, then you're an entrepreneur. And I get pushed no back sometimes, but but that's a harsh reality. You have to know where you want to go. You have to know what has to happen. But if you don't have a destination, we call it a destination. We call it a goal. We call it an objective, like whatever it is. Uh, you know, if you were to go outside right now, get into your car and God forbid something happened and you didn't remember where you're going or who you were or any of those things, you probably would end up driving in circles. So you have to know where you're going. You have to have a destination. And then what we have the privilege to do, and I have the privilege to do with some of the folks I get to work with, is we, we say, okay, where are we going? And then we reverse engineer that. There's a financial component. And once we understand the financial component, then we can assign specific high leverage activities. And the ones we shouldn't be doing, we don't worry about. We say, how do we download, delegate, and automate those? And we find a way to deal with those because they do need to get done, as most entrepreneurs say. But then we put the focus and the emphasis on those high leverage activities. Those HLAs are the things that are going to move you on those small bite-sized pieces incrementally towards your goal or objective or the destination, as I like to call it. And, and I think that's the key. People say, well, you know, I, we've been talking about goals for, for, for decades. Perfect. You're right. We've been talking about productivity for decades. That's true. But you actually understand it. You know, the average output of, of, of workers today in the United States is about four hours a day out of 24. Uh-oh. 
And I ask, and I ask you know, entrepreneurs, I said, you have staff? They say, yeah. I say, what do you think based on that, you know, that very generalized idea of four hours out of 24 that are productive? If we could get one hour of high leverage work, one more hour of productivity from your team members. So it was five hours during your, you know, during your eight or nine that they spend with you. What would happen to your bottom line at the end of the year? And they're like, oh my goodness, you have no idea, Sean. I'm like, well, actually I do, right? And, and Sean, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners listening right now. Maybe they're running faster on the treadmill and, and they're thinking, well, this, they know they've been running into obstacles. They know that there's kind of a ceiling that they're stuck under. And guys, if you're getting the same results and you're not growing your business by at least 20 to 50% every single year, then you're in this boat. And you can pray and hope that somehow you're going to magically figure it out. Or or you can find someone like Sean, who's already been down the road, not only himself and building a, a nine-figure business, but helping so many other business owners to break out of what's holding them back. And if you don't, you don't know what you don't know, you're not going to be able to get there. And that's why it's so important you take action. So you might be listening, saying, wow, this is great. This is good stuff. He's pointing out a lot of my uh, blind spots and weaknesses. But the next step is to take action. So how can they take action and move forward to figuring out where, what's stopping them and, and maybe even, you know, get this assessment themselves? So listen, you know, I think there's a couple of things that are very important. It's the assessment is as well. I mean, you can go to changeyourresults.com. Okay. And you can, and as a matter of fact, there's a brand new website coming in the next couple of weeks, but the assessment will be there. Um, okay. And they can click on the assessment, take the assessment. The other thing that they can do too, and, and, and this is, you know, uh, I think imperative, um, conversations are everything. You know, being able to engage in a conversation around specifics. And a lot of times this is a challenge for some of us who are entrepreneurs, um, you know, but call us. There's a toll-free number on the website, North America wide, pick up the phone, call us. And it's, uh, you know, if if someone's editing this, we can go 1-877-258-2643. And they can, they can reach out to us. And you'll talk to, initially, you'll talk to uh, an incredible young lady by the name of Rochelle. And you can let her know that, you know, you, you saw and heard me here and, and that you want to have a conversation. Because here's the important part. Most people today, about 98% of people will talk inc incredible amounts about what they want to do. But... In most cases, it's less than 1% that actually take those action steps that you just referred to a moment ago to say, listen, you know what? It's great to talk about it. It's great to have these great big heritageous goals, but I need to actually see and realize on those. And so when coaching is a holistic process where it involves walking hand in hand and side by side with somebody who's been there to collapse timeframes and avoid potholes. And I think that's the key. This doesn't mean you're never going to fail. You're going to fail. Remember, failure is your tuition. What this means is you're going to say, okay, here's where I want to go and actually have a plan in place instead of worrying about fires. And one of the things I've done, and I'll share this, I think it's important, is last year we came out with something called, two years ago rather, called your Freedom Journal. Um, and we, I think we sold about, oh, I don't know, 27,000 copies in three months. Um, Unbelievable. And for this year, we came out with something called your Freedom Planner. And um, there's a page in this for every day of the year. And there's um, a page every week that you, at the end of the week, and this is not a lot of time. It's about seven minutes or eight minutes in the morning, seven or eight minutes yeah. before you go to bed. And it's, it's very interesting things, things that we sometimes forget about. 
So remember, every day we want to focus on three high leverage activities. And so at the end of the day, we can mark them off as complete, waiting for, so perhaps it's for someone else to bring something or it's logistics or whatever it is, uh, defer to, but with an explanation. Not just I want to defer it because, you know, I don't know, the sun isn't as bright as it was yesterday. Um, delegate. So again, you know, the delegate, del download and, and automate. Can we actually, is this something we shouldn't be doing? And we've, uh, we've given uh, permission to ourselves to have somebody else help us do this. And then completed by. So maybe it's a project that's a multiple day or multiple week or months. And we're able to put that data in. So we actually see that. And, and then we go on a daily basis. What are you grateful for? What are you learning? What decisions have you made? How are you feeling? What epiphany did you have today? How are you going to collapse timeframes? In other words, how do you get where you want to go in less time? And your recent wins, because we all win. But sometimes we forget to celebrate that. Mm. Right? No, uh, no so you can go to high product, highproductivitystore.com. See if, if the camera will pick that there up. There it is, guys. Highproductivitystore.com. You also have changeyourresults.com, where you can uh, tap into that free assessment. And the uh, 877 number is 877-258-2643. So there, there's options, but it's on you to take action, right? Don't be so, passive and, and take the action so that you can move your business forward and figure out where sometimes we don't even know what's stopping us. But a lot of the time it is, it's what uh, Sean's explaining. We're working on the wrong things that are not going to grow the business. At the end of last year, um, I came out with a book called Daily Motivation, Volume 1, and it's got my mug on the front of it. And what we've done is something really interesting. Um, I've watched, worked with, uh, done case studies uh, over the years with an incredible amount of people. There is one page for every day. It's date, every each page of data, January 1 through December 31. And sometimes it's paragraphs, sometimes it's a sentence, sometimes maybe it's three paragraphs. Um, there's obviously special days when we talk about, you know, whether it's New Year's or Christmas or Valentine's Day or whatever those special days of the year are. Um, and there's a special, um, you know, message on those days. Um, we have done three print runs of this. And now I didn't mm -hmm. anticipate that to happen. I'd be very honest with you. I knew we'd sell some, um, but I didn't anticipate that we would sell. I think we're well over the $30,000 mark since November, end of November of, of 2021. Um, wow. you can, it's available at anywhere that you can get on the, on that, on the highproductivitystore.com or you can go to you know, Amazon or, or you know what I like about it, Sean, it's, it's, it's the daily, right? It's, are we a little bit better today than we were yesterday? Are we making 1% more progress today? And if you add all that up, all of a sudden six months, 12 months, two, three, four years, a decade, that's where the results happen. But if we aren't, making the daily improvements, then we're going to be at the same spot it's, next year that we were. This it, it compounds. It's cumulative. You're 100% right. And you know what? Some Sometimes when we start, it's like when you decide you're going to get into shape and you get on that treadmill and you work hard and you're, you know, sweat, blood and tears, as we say, and you're a week, two, three, four months in, you're like, oh my goodness, like I'm not seeing the results. And you step right. on the scale and you've gone up two or three pounds. And you know, what's interesting is it's when it's that tenacity, it's that persistence um, is that in, in the end pays off. And I, I think that applies to all aspects of life. Um, you talked about taking action and I want to share something. There's a, a young a young gentleman off the West Coast. He contacted me. This is now going back about three or four years ago, uh, four years ago, I guess. And he said, Sean, I'm interested in working with you. I was referred to you. And I said, awesome, let's have a conversation. So we did. He actually flew to to where I am in Calgary. And uh, we we met, had lunch, had a conversation. And he'd done well by most standards. 
but not good enough. He was probably generating, I'm going to guess, about $200,000 a year. Um, now, most people go, oh, my goodness, you know, I, I'm, I'm pushing that quarter million dollar mark. This guy wasn't satisfied. Uh, he looked at satisf satisfaction as settling. Okay. So he didn't want to settle. He called me on December 31st of 2021. And he said, Sean, I know I've had ups and downs. I know I've challenged you, you know, every step of the way. And he did. Um, but he said, um, I never gave up. He said, there were certainly roadblocks and there were times I wanted to throw the towel in. He said, but I just came back from my accountant's office this morning. And he said, this calendar year, um, I netted $1.5 million. Hmm. Um, you know, that's a pretty significant shift. Um, you know, and for a lot of people, 200 grand is a lot of money and it is, I'm not discounting that, uh, but being able to go in a very short period of time, a couple of years to go from, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to a million and a half dollars, it, it speaks to a lot of his dedication and the fact that he just went out and executed. He didn't say why he didn't, you know, uh, and, and this is interesting, you know, and this is what happens when you take action. There's, listen, I don't care where you come from, what your background is, what your, your history is, where your parents were, how much education you don't have, do or don't have. Uh, I don't care what your religion is. There is an opportunity waiting for you, but it's up to you to take that step. And that's the action you were speaking about a moment ago. And I think for anybody and everybody that's listening, um, pick up that phone, call the toll-free number that, that we talked about a moment ago, go to that website, do the assessment, uh, book an appointment, just say, hey, I want to have a conversation there's no charge for a conversation. And once you start to understand how it changes the dynamic, of your business and the outcomes, and that's what it's all about. It's all about the results. That's it. It has the massive impact that rolls backward in your life and your relationships. Wow. That is a very powerful ending to uh, bringing up full circle, the entire episode, everything so many value bombs that Sean dropped on you guys today. But the most important thing, again, is to take that action. Call him at 877-258-2643. Go to changeyourresults.com. Do the free assessment and figure out what's holding you back. And if you're persistent, you can go from where you're at to $200,000 a year in net income all the way up to $1.5 But it's on you to make that change and to take action. And when you do... You'll be so happy you do, but it starts one day at a time, getting a little bit better. Sean, thank you so much for being a guest. It's, the it's final word can is I, yours, Sean. Can I offer a gift? Please. Go to uh, Game Changer Time. So Game Changer Time, T-I-M-E.com. And it's a movie that I was involved in, and it's free to watch. All right, guys. Gamechangertime.com. I'm going to watch it uh, right now. There's a... Cool, a uh, big go. Uh, oh, we've got uh, some awesome people uh, there uh, that I am familiar with. Wow, a lot of amazing uh, entrepreneurs on this uh, movie, it looks like. So check it out, GameChangerTime.com. Free thank gift you. for everybody. Sean, thank you so much for being a guest. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.